sometimes what happens is business owners think, okay, because people have less money, because they are having a harder time buying, my revenue has gone down because of this, I'm just going to lower my price. That is not always the solution and oftentimes it's not the best solution. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 605. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Here we are in February. I am trying something new at the end of each month and sitting down and doing a reflection where I like that list where you say the ins and the outs, like what's in and what's out. I didn't post mine in the new year because too many people were doing it and I don't like to be like the crowd. (laughs) I like to be against the grain. So I was like, I like this. I'm going to write it in my journal. I'm not going to turn it into a social post because that didn't feel aligned for me, but I decided why not do it every month? I think it's a great way to have some reflection around – it's the same concept of like a start and stop doing list. And I think it's really, really powerful to dictate and set an intention around what you want to stop doing because that's just as important as the things that you want to start doing. So I just did that this morning for my February and my list is all around – More play, more pattern interrupts, which is something I haven't talked about on here, but I've talked about a little bit on Instagram being one of my biggest takeaways after my experience in Costa Rica of just how much we repeat the same exact routines and the same exact day over and over and over again in our lives and how that's, in my opinion, not how we're meant to live. Like our soul is here to experience life, all the spectrums, which you can't really do if you do the same exact thing every day in the same exact routine. So my goal and intention for February, which I am taking pretty much all of February off, I will work half of a day each Thursday is kind of how it's looking right now um, and do some things that I determined I would be more stressed if I didn't show up for those things than if I did. So I was like, why am I putting myself in this box of like, you cannot come to a single meeting. (laughs) So I am about to go on a 30-day sabbatical and work half a day on Thursday for the next 30 days. And one of my intentions for this month is to really create pattern interrupts, new, new routines, be a little bit more spontaneous, allow more flow that isn't in this rigid structure come through. So those are my goals for February. I've definitely started the year off very strong. Um, and I'm just excited. I feel really, really grateful. Um, I feel really aligned and yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So I hope you guys had a good first month of the year and I, you know, as usual, time just flies by. Today's episode is inspired by a team conversation that we were having the other day. So my team does this really cool thing where every week, the actual ads delivery team. So all of our account managers, our creative team, and our ads managers meet on their own. And they run through this sheet that we have that has all of our clients on one sheet, all of their ad spend and their revenue and their profitability in one single like dashboard. We've custom created this. It's in a Google spreadsheet. It's really awesome. And it gives myself and my 
director of the entire agency, just a quick picture of like who's profitable, who's not, right? What do we need to do? What work do we need to put in here? So the entire team meets and they talk through the clients who we need to improve profitability on. And we collaborate as a team on strategy, on messaging, on their ads, on like actions we can take. And then they take the clients or the questions that they have that they would like to get my way in on or my director of the ads team. We both are exceptional strategists. And sometimes it just helps in marketing to have another person's eyes. And, you know, that's one of the powerful things about working with our team, especially in the done for you capacity, is you are getting an entire team behind your business and your marketing. So that means around the ideation and around the strategy, the offer, the positioning, the messaging, like it's not just one person trying to create all that, especially not just you. So they bring the questions and the highest level ones that they would like my way in on, I get to just answer, give my feedback, give my way in. So clients don't always realize this, but I am always available in the background for team members to bounce things off of me related to strategy because I honestly love it. And it gives me inspiration like this for content. One of the things that came up was a client who was struggling to sell their offer and the solutions around that. And so there was a lot of discussion. The client had a lot of ideas. We had a lot of ideas. And so one of them was, should she lower the price of her offer? And that could work. It was basically, should she change the offer to be um, just the digital product version versus the offer as it was, which had live support in it. And and the thought process was, okay, if someone can't afford the full offer, forget how much it was, let's just say $1,000, then maybe they could afford this, you know, $497 offer for the digital product. And while yes, that could work, it's not a bad strategy, like that's a downsell. One thing I said and kind of paused on was, There's nothing wrong with this strategy, but if we are struggling to get the ideal customer to see the value in the $1,000 offer because the problem that it solves, the frustration and the problem and the desire that it should fulfill is not landing for the ideal customer, then that may carry over as a problem into another offer, even if it's $100, right? So this brought up a thought for me that I believe in our current economy, which has higher buyer hesitancy, we are dealing with, I don't know if we're officially in a recession, we've been whatever. Sales are down for a lot of people. I don't buy in on the scarcity. My personal sales are up like a ton in the last week because we are constantly making moves and we don't buy into the scarcity. However, Sometimes when that happens, when we see sales go down and we want to take action on it because we are a business, we can't afford for sales to go way down for a long period of time. And so therefore, as business owners, how we respond to this in the economy is we have to make changes in our business to meet our audience and to meet our potential customers where they are and to meet the industry where it's at. If you listen to my Abercrombie and Fitch breakdown episode from a couple of weeks ago, this is what they have done time and time again as the economy has shifted. So as business owners, we have to do this. Sometimes what happens is business owners think, okay, because people have less money, because they are having a harder time buying, my revenue has gone down because of this. I'm just going to lower my price. That is not always the solution. And oftentimes it's not the best solution. I am more a fan of 
If you're going to create a downsell, create a downsell that solves a different problem that creates ideal customers for your main offer. Pulling out all of the live support components from a program and then just selling the digital products for less as a downsell. Again, this is not a bad strategy. Like it can work. And I've done this before with clients, but I just really feel like if the main offer for $1,000 wasn't selling, was struggling to sell, then there's a messaging problem there. We are not connected enough to the potential customers pain, frustration, and desire. Like they don't see that offer and everything that's in there and go, oh my God, I need that. That's going to solve my problem. Because if you can do that with an offer, people will find the money. So we think that pricing is the problem because we're like, oh, people don't have as much money and therefore we will charge less money. But the reality is when the economy shifts, when buyer hesitancy is higher, when people take longer to make a purchase, we just have to be more convincing. We just have to hit on the current pain, frustration, and desires on a very deep emotional level and make sure our offer is still in alignment with that. Because if we can do that, people will find the money 100%. So if you have an offer and then you say, okay, I'm going to strip away all of the live support and I'm just going to sell my digital trainings. You basically took away the most valuable part of the offer. And then you want to sell the same thing for less, but you took away the most valuable part that people typically associate the way they're going to get results, right? Is through live help. Like people know these days the chance of them going through a course and seeing success all on their own with zero support is slim because so many people have bought courses and not used them, right? So people already have this awareness. So you take away the live support from an offer that people already are saying, I'm not sure if I want to buy this. And then we sell just the digital trainings. I don't know if that's going to convince people to buy it. What I would do personally instead is I would pause and I would look very deeply at that customer's problem, frustration, and desire and make sure in one sentence, this is what I told my team to do. I said, Make sure we have a very clear one sentence up to date definition of what their ideal customer's core problem is, core desire, core frustration, and then send that to me and I'll continue with my feedback. Because what I want to make sure is if we have that, can we solve one of those or multiple of those within a 497 offer or a 397 whatever that actually solves the problem very clearly and creates ideal customers for this higher level offer. Because then the second piece to this is you have the issue of if you strip away all the live support, you sell the digital trainings for 497, are people really going to up level into the main course just to get the live trainings? Maybe, but they're definitely not going to pay a thousand dollars because they already got half of it. Whereas if you sell an offer that's separate as a downsell, it solves a specific problem or addresses a specific desire. And then it's like, you need this next thing as a next step. Like you need to move into my 997 product because now you've gotten this result in this product. And the natural ascension for you is to now pay $1,000 to get this result. So ultimately, you're also going to get more money. So if I were to break this down, number one thing it being too expensive 
if that's what people are saying about your offer, is an invitation and an opportunity to look at the offer positioning. Like, yes, there are definitely times where people just can't afford something. Like I see that with our essential program. You're making no money in your business. You just like literally do not have the funds to invest the $2,000 in our program. But honestly, if you really wanted it, could you make it happen? Probably. Could you get a six months interest fee PayPal financing loan? Probably. So that also can fall on me and I can take accountability of like, how can I improve our offer positioning? How can I improve the way I talk about my offer? How can I make you feel like there is no other option but for you to buy this, for you to sign up for this? Because you know if you do, it will create so many results, so much return, whether that's time or energy or a relationship or money. Like a return in ROI is not just money on their investment. Like they need to get something out of it. If someone feels that when they see your offer, they will find the money. So having the objection, and I see people do this all the time, like, oh, my leads aren't just quality. Like they're not quality enough leads. Like that is such an easy excuse to why marketing doesn't work. It's rarely the actual excuse. The reason why it's not working is the offer itself and the offer positioning is missing the mark. And that's not something to get down on yourself for because it happens to everybody because we have to constantly shift the wrapping paper and the messaging around our offer for it to continue working because society and the world we live in changes at such a rapid pace. So this idea that we should sell the same exact offer, talk about it the same exact way we did a year ago or two years ago. It just, it doesn't really exist. Like you have to adapt with your audience. So number one, it's likely not pricing if your offer is not selling. Almost guarantee you it's not. Some cases, maybe it is because you've overpriced it, maybe. Number two, the first thing to go look at if you're struggling to sell your offer is the way that you are selling it. Get clear on in one sentence, if I was asking you, because this is what I asked of the client, this is what we're working on right now. One sentence, what is the core problem, core frustration, core desire of your ideal customer? As deep as you can possibly go. Oftentimes, someone comes back to me with one of these things and I say, okay, but why do they want that? What's the level deeper, right? Another example I'll use is we we were um, looking at a strategy and, and they came back with their core problem is that their ideal client, which is ironic to the story, their ideal client didn't know what to charge for their offer. They didn't know what to price. So we're so our client wanted to have an offer that was like how to price your offer. And I said, well, hold on. Why is them not knowing how to price their offer a problem? Like what is that doing for their business? And she said, oh, their profitability. They're not as profitable because they're not charging as much. Okay, so there is the actual problem how to increase your profit by 10%. Sounds a lot better and actually addresses my root problem than how to price your offer, right? Do you understand? So a lot of times people come back and they're like, here's their core problem. And I'm like, but why is that a problem? What's the next level? And the next level after that until we get to that root level of what somebody wants. So that's the second thing. Pricing is not usually the offer. It's your offer positioning, your messaging, which is what I just explained. When I say your offer messaging, it is does 
your offer, when someone hears about it or reads about it or sees it, make them feel like, I will find a way to buy this product, service, or offer because I know it is what I need. I know that if I buy this, I will be able to do this. I will be able to be this. I will have this. Because if I know that, I will find the money. People are resourceful AF. They will. Okay? That's the second thing. The third thing is taking your offer and stripping away the live support to sell just the digital product. I'm not saying that's never a good strategy. That can be a good strategy, but you do have to keep in mind that's going to take away from somebody actually up leveling into your core offer, which a downsell, we want to create ideal customers for our core offer. So number one, it takes away that. Number two, when you take away live support, if the offer was already struggling to sell, I think it's going to struggle to sell more. Because if the offer itself was already struggling to sell, and now you're going to say, I'm solving the same exact problem and have basically the same offer, but I also am not supporting you. Like there's no live support. You're on your own. That's going to make me even more hesitant, even if it's less money. So put yourself in the shoes of this person considering buying. How do you make them feel like they have to have this? They cannot afford not to buy this. That is how you want people to feel when they hear about your offer. That's the first thing. The second thing, pricing is not the problem. Like that's the thing I want to drive in. That that and saying, oh, it's poor quality leads is the easy excuse out. It's the easy thing to blame because then it would be an easy solution. I lower the price. I fix everything. I find the higher quality leads. I find the people making more money. I fix everything. No. Offer. Offer positioning. Connection to problem, frustration, desires. Those take the depth. Those take the iterations. Those take the really digging in and doing the work. And that's what moves the needle. So if you also are in a place where you have struggled with your offer to sell in the last six months, number one, you're not alone. Like, I just want to say that. I just want to say that for a second because I do think, okay, this is going to make me go on a tangent for a minute. I do think that there is way too many influencers out there who glorify business and make everybody else feel like crap. Let's just make a statement right now. Like, you do have to put in a lot of effort and intention and energy into your business right now to keep it afloat. I have seen so many layoffs, so many business owners quit in the last six months. It's not necessarily an easy time. But what a gift that we get to trailblaze this time make the changes, adapt our business to then truly grow and create a business that is not only going to do well in the next evolution when, when the economy does improve, because it will, but it's going to explode. This is the game of entrepreneurship. And so if you have struggled and you felt that burnout and that overwhelm and that isolation When you go on social media and you scroll and you see everybody's highlight reel and you see these people that are showing up, you know, making all this money and doing well and everything looks perfect for them, just remember it's the highlight reel. I see behind the scenes all the time of of those business owners, of a lot of business owners, of my own business, 
and the level of intention and effort and energy that has to be brought to your marketing right now is a lot. Now, it could be still fun and it can be with with full alignment and in flow, but it has to be super intentional and super dialed in. So you're not alone if you have felt the overwhelm and you felt the pressure and and you have been frustrated or been defeated in the last six months. Like you are not alone. That is the majority of us right now. But we've got this. Like it's just a process. This this everything I shared today, it's a process. We go back, offer is not selling. We look at the offer position. We look at the offer itself. We connect it to our ideal customer's emotions. We do that. We rinse, repeat. And this won't be the last time we have to do that. So I think this will help a lot of people for this year's marketing and what's needed. And I'm truly not saying that, just saying this, like I am not. The amount of dialed in marketing and messaging and strategy and a traffic strategy. So using ads that you will need to make sales in 2024, it has only heightened. On my agency side, we have invested more support in copy than ever before. Like my margins have gone down because that's what's required for our clients to get results is the the depth in the messaging to stand out right now. And so if you don't have that support and you don't have the bandwidth yourself to do this, I promise you it is going to cost you more trying to do this all on your own. And I see it all the time. And then people throw in the towel because nothing's working and they're absolutely burnout. So however that looks, get support. Invest in your business. Invest in the long term of your business. Ride this out because there is a way. I promise you. And of course, if you want that way to be with Hirsch Marketing, you can go to helpmystrategy.com and fill out an application. We have ways to help business owners at all levels. And we will pair your business with the right option based on how much you have to spend per month with your marketing. But I guarantee you it will skyrocket where you are right now to instantly have support with your strategy, with your messaging, with your funnels, with your copy, with your creative, with your ads management, with your traffic, with even your offer. There's a lot of clients right now we're having discussions on evolving their offer and the offer positioning to keep sales up. So you'll have that support. All right, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in and I will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.